week, everyone, and happy Pride Month as well. It truly is the most wonderful time of year, especially here in New York and especially here in the theater. We have some brief but great stories to get to, so let's just dive right into our show. Here Lies Love begins previews at the Broadway Theater on June 17th. Woot woot, our next show of the 2023-24 season. We're excited about that. Also in exciting news, Fat Ham has announced that it's extended its run until July 2nd. So that's very cool that this Pulitzer Prize winning play is going to get to be performed for more audience, going to get to reach a wider audience, I guess. Yes, so if you haven't seen Fat Ham, run and go get your tickets. You will not be disappointed. Turning now to some This Day in Broadway history or whatnot. The original production of Chicago opened on June 3rd in 1975. Also, Nikki M. James and Josephine Baker celebrated a birthday on June 3rd. Turning now to some news in the theater community, Waitress, the musical filmed live on Broadway, will be broadcast with sound onto TSX Entertainment's 18,000 square foot digital screen overlooking Times Square on June 12th. It is expected to start about 7.30 p.m. Sound is provided through the TSX app so that headphones may be used. And this is going to be cool because if I'm remembering right, the TSX building or the screen is the old palace marquee. So this is an incredible new site to be held. I'm guessing the great seats are going to be right there at the TKTS steps. But this will be fun to go see. Right. It's the first event of its kind with Waitress, the the musical filmed live on Broadway, also simultaneously premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival. Oh, that is very cool. Roundabout Theater announced that it will be renaming the American Airlines Theater, the Todd Hames Theater, in honor of the late Todd Hames, who was the company's artistic director and chief executive. He passed recently earlier this year, and Broadway recognized his passing over the weekend by dimming its lights. The local 802, the Musicians Union, has spoken out against the production of Here Lies Love for using recorded music as opposed to live music during their performances. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on because, as we all kind of know, all Broadway shows, musicals in particular, are kind of sort of required to use live music. They're not... A lot of use recordings. And of course, there's an exception, like they have click tracks or dance tracks for certain shows. And that's typically for safety or like specific reasons, like there are cues and stuff that have to be exact. But the entire show, as I understand it, is a recording. And they're worried that it will set a precedent and it could lead to more shows doing recordings versus a live orchestra. It is cheaper to use recordings over a live orchestra, but... I just think it's not right. I think you're putting people out of work. Right. Well, and I I think that it's not right to put people out of work, but also in the spirit of theater excellence, shouldn't we strive to have... The best product. Exactly. It's it's going to be a heady debate, but for me right now, I'm on the side of the musicians. I just... I've never heard a bad orchestra on Broadway. I'm sorry. I just haven't. In some really positive news... 
that we now learn with the 2022-23 season officially closed and we've turned our attention to the 23-24 season the broadway league has released the data on the 2022-23 broadway season which was the first full season since the covid-19 shutdown they recorded between may 23rd of 2022 and may 21st of 2023 broadway welcomed 12 million 283,399 theatergoers and took in $1.5 billion in grosses. And we only contributed 500 million of those. And I was <laughs> only 200,000. No, I'm kidding. But it's a huge deal because these promising numbers, uh, in a sense, were a on par or a little bit of an improvement from the 2018-2019 season. They were a huge improvement from the season before, which had a lot of off weeks due to COVID shutdowns. But it is a huge optimistic sign that the industry is really in a massive recovery. Now, I will say, I do want to hit this with an asterisk because we are not just a Broadway podcast. We are a theater podcast. And while Broadway is showing strong signs of growth, the world of off and off off Broadway are not seeing these as strong numbers or strong recovery as Broadway. So hopefully through word of mouth or what have you, audiences will return to those smaller houses or we'll start seeing some funding get directed to them because we want to make sure that that area of the ind- of the industry continues to grow and thrive. We need that in order for Broadway to exist. It is the sandbox and the cultivation area for our art form. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's just such wonderful work being done off-Broadway. Oh my gosh, I love off-Broadway. In other exciting news, the Tonys are on Sunday! Oh my gosh, it's it's my Christmas. I just, I can't wait. I, 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 I can't, I will not be able to sleep on Saturday. I, you can vouch for me on this. I really am like a little child on Christmas Eve, you oh know what gosh. I mean? I remember when we lived in Salt Lake. And we were two hours behind East Coast time. You would wake up early so that you could watch the nominations come in, and then you we would we would set up this whole party and just it, it's it's a big deal. Oh yes, in our and house. It, and it will continue to be a big deal. Now I know that we have mentioned our you know guess the winners con- our own guess the winners contest, and we said we were going to have the ballot posted for people to fill out. We mentioned that last week. And you're probably wondering where it is. We've been waiting for the Tony Awards to actually release their like print-at-home ballot for you to fill out. We're still waiting. So what's going to happen is, as you're listening to this, there is now a ballot available. Just head to our social media. We've we found a ballot. Go fill your ballot out. Email it back to us at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com for your chance to win some fabulous prizes, including an Amazon gift card and an iTunes gift card. And just to, to play along with us, you know, we're going to be watching the Tonys ourselves. We're going to be having live reactions to everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so excited to celebrate this incredible season on Broadway. It's going to be a fun night. Changing things up a little. To some tour news. We've got another tour that was announced. Sweeney Todd has announced it will be going on tour. It's national tour in 2025. So get excited for the Demon Barra Fleet Street to be coming to a city near you. In other exciting news, shifting gears a little bit, Julie Benko has been cast in the role of Ruth in Harmony that is set to 
arrive on Broadway soon. Yes, September at the Barrymore. This will be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing her in this show. Highly anticipated show coming to Broadway. Yes. And speaking of highly anticipated shows, I am agog about this next one. Tyne Daly and Liev Schreider will be in the Broadway revival of Doubt coming to the American Airlines Theater, soon to be the Todd Haynes Theater, in February of 2024. Oh, I'm so excited. I, Doubt is such a good script. And Tyne Daly. And Tyne Daly. Oh, I love Tyne Daly. Another actress I could just watch read a phone book. You know, and Liev Schreider is, is no Joe Blow either. That's going to be fabulous. So I am... Very excited. I already, next season's got some really great shows, and we're only in June. So this is fabulous. If I may, I'd like to take a personal moment here to uh, make a lovely announcement. So first of all, we will be celebrating the Tonys on Sunday, including your show, Some Like It Hot, with its 13 Tony nominations, the most yes, nominated yes. show. But I, I think I misspoke there because it is not your show it is actually your former show, oh, as yes. you just wrapped up your final show on Sunday. And I want to not only be a proud co-host, but a very proud husband. My lovely wife, lovely co-host Hope here, is the new assistant department head for the makeup and hair department for Back to the Future, the musical here on Broadway. And I'm not going to hurt your ears by screaming, but I already screamed and ran in the backyard and screamed. And I feel like I can run up and down the street, you know, and have the golden ticket play. But on behalf of all of us here and on behalf of your husband, I we are so happy for you. We are so <laughs> proud. Yes, he will be back at the Winter Garden exuding the power of love. And it's 10,000 gigawatts or whatever the line is. I mean, it's... It's so exciting. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely very excited for, you know, all of my beloved company members over at Some Like It Hot and I hope they have an amazing sweep at the Tonys. I as hope the podcast host, I don't think they will, but as hope the former company member of Some Like It Hot, I'd love for them to take every single award. And yeah, it'll be fun to switch gears over to the next season and be with another fun-filled show. You're heading to your favorite genre, your favorite era as a person, the 80s. I mean, you're going to be living your best life. What can I say? The, the higher the hair, the closer to God. The power of love. That's right. So we're going to be excited to follow her on her journey, and we just wish her the best. So this is exciting. And I guess all that's left is to wrap things up. We will be doing a couple of lives this week mainly focusing on the Tony Awards and it'll mainly be towards the end of the week we'll be giving our prediction for the Tony Awards so you'll definitely want to stay in tune to that and I guess I think the only other thing to mention is hey have you become a patron of Sage Whisper because why not it's a perfect time you know I also hear that if you're just in the giving spirit because it is Pride Month yes. and it is Tony season we do have a tip jar available. That's that what they tell me. Leave a tip in and just let us know you like what we do. You just head on over to patreon.com slash stage whisper pod. You can find everything you need to know right there. All of that money goes right back to supporting artists, 
not only here in New York, but all around the world. It allows us to keep doing what we're doing. So your donation, your patronage goes so far. You can also do a one-time donation by finding Stage Whisper Pod on Venmo. Send it on over that way. But we appreciate anyone and everyone who's given, who continues to give. You're amazing. So thank you. With that, I'm excited for the second part of this week's bulletin. Like, uh, dude, I'm a child this week. We were honored to have the writer and performer of the great show, Orlando, playing at 5959, Lucy Roslin, join us to talk more about her show and about herself. It was an amazing conversation. The show was amazing. So I'm so honored to bring you this conversation that her and I had. Please enjoy this new episode of Whisper in the Wings with Lucy Roslin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. I am so excited for this episode today. We have the writer and performer Lucy Roslin joining us. She is the performer and writer, as I mentioned, of the show Orlando, which is now playing through June 11th at 59E59 Theaters. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting 59E59.org. And... I am like obsessed with this show. It was absolutely wonderful. We had the chance to see it last week. And I'm going to go ahead and stop the, the fangirling and go ahead and bring on our guest, Lucy. Welcome. Welcome to Whisper. <laughs> Hello. Stage Whisper. Oh, thank you. I'm really pleased to be here. Thank you. <laughs> I am so excited. It's It's one thing when like I'm on the mic and I'm just, you know, we're gushing about a great show. It's another one we actually get to have the artists on and be like, please tell us everything. Tell us your social security number. No, um, <laughs> the show really, it was, it was absolutely remarkable. And the more I talk to people about it, the more I keep finding things that I'm like, oh, this is clever. Oh, I like the way she, I like, you know, and at the heart of it, what I love is it was just beautiful storytelling at its best. You know, when I tell people it was like you, a stool on a lamp, but this great story, they're almost like, that, what? And I said, no, it's a story. You have to go for the story and the way she tells it. It's just, oh. So why don't we start at the beginning by having you tell our listeners a little bit about what Orlando is about? Well, it, it's inspired by, it's, it's definitely not an adaptation, So, but it's inspired by the novel of the same name by Virginia Woolf about this immortal sort of genderless person and it's a play about finding the grace to see yourself differently and to allow yourself to be like many many different aspects and I suppose I think that's how I'd put it. (laughs) I love that. Now you mentioned that it is an adaptation so how did you come up with the idea to write this show put it all together Where, where did the idea I guess come from? Well my director, Josh, handed me the book, Orlando, and said, I think in this, there's so many of the themes that you're interested in. Like about, it's, you know, it's it was written as a love letter and the character in it and, the, and that they're forever changing and identity. It, it's all the things that I'm really interested in. And so it was like, what's, 
what's the let me think how to put it i'm absolutely dreadful at describing the show i must say <laughs> it, it was it, well it's the first show i've written in my own voice as well which was quite a lot of very different kind of adventure i think and it was yeah it was just like finding this this love story about being boundless as boundless as this character can be there, there are there is like with any sort of a piece of art like it, it's close to home in many many ways and that's what i would say but you know <laughs> Well, we spoke after your show a little bit, and you did mention that you'd been working on this for a while. What has it been like developing Orlando? Oh gosh, it's been really, it's been a really interesting, very different from the other projects I think that I've worked on. And it's we did the first sort of debut of it back in twenty nineteen, and the heart of the show has always, always been the same, but the sort of the cogs around it, the heart have sometimes sort of just shifted a little bit here and there. And then this version, I think, you know, I'd like to think in all, in that time, I'm a bit better writer and a better performer. So I think this is the, the best, clearest sort of through line to the heart of the show, this version. I love that. And that is a great lead into my next question, which is what is the message or thought you are hoping your audience takes away from the show? Oh, do you know, I I hope that the feeling that you are, you, you, you'll change throughout your life always. Like one thing is certain and that's that you'll always change and that it's frightening, but it, it can be a blessing to think that you're not fixed. And there's always, there's always time to be something new or to give yourself like, a little bit of room to step forward. That is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. And, you know, coupling that with the beautiful poetry that is the script, that is chef's oh. kiss. <laughs> so my final question for this first part is, who do you hope have access to your show? I hope, I hope that it will be accessible to everybody who would look for, you know, it's a love story about identity and change and these are universal things and so I would hope that it would be reachable for whoever wants it you know there's no cut off I didn't you know we didn't write it make it with the idea that it's just for a certain person it's for whoever is you know questioning or feels like they're stuck or has has you know been in love or look, falling in love or someone people who love writing and poetry it's like hopefully it's for as many people as would be looking for it on our second part of the show, we like to offer our audiences an opportunity to get to know our guests a little bit more, kind of switch things up, move away from the show a little bit. And I want to start by asking you what shows or composers or playwrights in the past have inspired you or are even some of your favorites? Oh, that's such a lovely question. I love, I, I mean, I know that there's plays in my life that I mean there's uh, or music that I always come back to and I know for certain a show that I love is Hedwig and the Angry Inch just so beautifully written and 
also like I remember seeing a, a show when I was much younger which was at my local theatre called Turn of the Screw which is a ghost story with loads of characters in it and they performed it with just two people and a chair and I remember thinking gosh that's that's how you do it if you strip everything back you can tell a story as grand as that and frightening in terms of composer oh, I could just go on <laughs> I love the music of Oliver Arnold's like when I write that's somebody that I come back to and they play they've got like beautiful melodic sort of very like uh, emotive music I mean there's tons that I could just go on <laughs> I love that list some wonderful shows Hedwig Hedwig oh yeah exquisite yeah I know you've been busy with your show here, which is part of the Brits off Broadway at 5959, but have you seen any great theater either here in New York or even back in the UK that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? I, I've got to say, I, I'm looking forward to, I'm, after my run, we've got some time after the show, after the show in New York, that I'm going to just kind of try and sweep up as many shows as I can. From, from the UK, I, the, the last show I saw that, it just completely caught me off by guard was called Yellowfin by a writer called Marek Horn. And I honestly, I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. And I know that they've got a show coming up at the Hampstead Theatre in London. So I'd, um, I, sh- I shall be there. I've got to, go, got to say. <laughs> Wonderful. And I look forward to hopefully hearing <laughs> what all you get to see in this city because there's amazing shows. So <laughs> what is your favourite part about working in the theater oh my gosh working in it personally i love the collaboration i think i love the the coming together of a group to to make something like when it works well goodness me it's brilliant and the moments where you the there's sometimes there's a moment where all of the pieces of the puzzle just come together and it's like the the atmosphere and you just Actually, do you know what? It, sometimes if you click with even one person in a special way in the room, like that's that that's a success, I feel. I had a chat with someone the other day about this and they were saying like what it means to be a success in a project. And it and it was, yeah, if you can reach even one person in a way that counts, yeah. That's that's part of the magic. That is amazing. I love that. I love as well, like, you know, if you um if you go and see a show, like you said, the communion of being in the audience and and sometimes when you, you see something that just rocks you and then when the lights come up at the end and sometimes you just catch the eye of other people and you're like, yeah, we, we saw it. We were here. We're like, we were a part of it. It's lovely. Yes. That is a great, great lead in to my final question. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite question to ask which is, what is your favourite theatre memory? For me, oh, I, I, I think it's this. The first, the first night I did my debut play in the Edinburgh Festival in Edinburgh, on the very opening night, <laughs> the lights came up and there was one person in the audience and it was my friend Jill. <laughs> and I remember... <clears throat> looking at her and I remember thinking this is the nightmare of making of starting to write theatre I was like this is exactly what I hoped would not happen that you open up and no one comes and I looked at Jill in the audience and she just gave me a really powerful thumbs up 
and I just so I was like great I'm just gonna do it I'll do my show for Jill and then as I was talking people came in and then by the end of that run we were selling out but that first show that moment where she just gave me a thumbs up to be like you can do it stay on the horse I was like that was just a really like I think of it so fondly <laughs> oh that's amazing I love that I love <laughs> love that story and the audiences have grown and they've continued to get hopefully bigger and better and yeah. only the start yeah well, I mean that was years ago but I remember thinking like it made a difference to how I just carried on sort of thing and like how I've worked since then that there's someone cheering you on, even one person. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the person in the audience is like, no, I came for this and I, I you know, I'm here for it. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Are there any other projects or productions you have coming on the pipeline we might be able to plug? Oh, not yet. I mean, <clears throat> I'm writing something for a theatre in London, but I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to talk about it. But when I do oh my goodness i'll be i'll be talking about it everywhere <laughs> but yeah here, here, onwards and upwards sort of thing yeah well perfect well in that case if our listeners want more information about orlando or about you so they can stay tuned to this new project perhaps they'd like to reach out to you how can they do that of course i mean i, I always so lovely to hear from people so you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Lucy Roslin. You can reach me through my website, lucyroslin.com or the our company, Boondog Theatre. Jesse and Nan Productions, if you want to find out more about the show. That's a, a fantastic producer. Yes, yeah, tons of ways. So by all means, reach out. I'd love to hear from anybody, of course. Well, Lucy, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It has been an honour and I'm so happy we had the chance to share your show and we're going to get the opportunity to share this with all of our listeners. I'm so excited for whatever you're doing next. So thank you very much for speaking with us. Thank you so much. It's been such a joy. Thank you. <laughs> My guest today has been the writer and performer, Lucy Roslin, whose current show Orlando is playing through June 11th at 59 E 59 theaters. Tickets and more information can be found at 59e59.org. You can also reach out to Lucy by finding her on Instagram or Twitter at Lucy Roslin or visiting her website, lucyroslin.com. And we're going to have all this information on our episode description and social media as well. But in the meantime, if you are in the New York area... Or if you're not, buy a ticket and get here. Run, don't walk. Get over to 5959 Theaters to check out Orlando. It is absolutely amazing. It is a stage whisper pick. You don't want to miss it now through June 11th. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If 
you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is DJ by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.